You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions. 21 Questions here on KC Sports Network. Thank you all so much for listening, supporting KCSN. This is always a fun show to do, and I'm very excited to be doing it with my friend Jordan Foote. You can find his great Chiefs coverage at SI Report. You can also uh, you can also hear him on One Royal Way here on KC Sports Network. I know we have a few uh, a few Royals questions in there as well. Jordy. Jordan, can I call you Jordy on air? Am I allowed to do that? I don't care, Ken. I've been called worse, not necessarily on air, but off air. So I'm cool with it, man. I just, (laughs) I remember like, I don't know, a good six months ago, you finally told us that like you respond to Jordy. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just, I, I, uh, (laughs) I I've taken full advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, we haven't not called you Jordy since. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's great. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to be doing this with you though. Anyways, if you don't know what this is, we are answering questions from, uh, from the KCSN discord. When you subscribe to the KCSN Substack, you get access to the KCSN discord. It's a really fun, thriving community that I pop into once a month. Uh, <laughs> yeah, are you sure about that? I, it might be a little bit more. Yeah, I'm on I'm on a streak now of game days at least. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, that's where all the questions come from. And uh, yeah, you can you can subscribe to the KCSN Substack. Thirty dollars a year gets you access to all kinds of premium content that we do. All kinds of articles from Craig, Batty, myself, Joseph Hefner, um, all kinds of that. And then you can also get access to the KCS Discord as well. So this is where those come from. Our guy Kay Gumminger. Free Taylor Swift concert at the end of the parade. Who says no? I like the optimism coming out of this. I really like uh I really like just having a little bit of belief. I think there's some other questions here about realism, but mm-hmm. hey, why not have a little bit of optimism here coming out of the gates here? Yeah, and like it's no longer at the beginning of this, everyone was like, okay, it's a PR stint or, oh, it's not going to last. Like, it, it's been a minute, man. This is a full season of this happening. And the parade would be, what, a month and four days from when we're recording this? Like, I'm, I'm taking it way too seriously. Not like I'd be planning on um, being there for that concert or anything. But <laughs> big big Taylor Swift band, I think it would be fun. Um, why not, right? If that happens, then why not cap it off with something like that? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? First off, the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl. Second off, Taylor Swift is on the like just on the buses, just like crazy. Matt Nagy just slamming Bud Lights. Taylor Swift, you know, singing, having a, a party. Them getting on stage, just it'd be crazy. Just singing blank spaces, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I I'm here for the optimism. Uh, was dog asks when Ron Rivera likely gets fired on Monday, which breaking news, Ron Rivera did get let go. Where do you see go- uh, Eric B going and in what role? What say you Jordy? I don't know, man. And I was asked this earlier on the same day we're recording this. Like, I hope for Eric B sake, he gets a head coaching job. Like it's been 
I don't want to say that that has passed and like the momentum's gone. I just don't think it's going to happen at this point, which sucks to say. But you and I briefly before we got on here talked about potentially coming back to the staff in Kansas City. I want your immediate thoughts on something like that. Well, okay. So first off, just because Ron Rivera got let go doesn't mean that Eric Bieniemy has necessarily been relieved yeah. of his duties, right? So yeah, I'm sure you know he's a hot name to be interviewed by teams. Um, it, it seems like there, you know, there's been some reports over the last couple months that Eric Bieniemy will be interviewed or is a candidate to be interviewed for some of the open spots. Like mm-hmm. that thing that has been mentioned, reported in the last month or so as the season starts to get upon itself mm-hmm. he's still in washington who knows if he gets an interview there um but i think it's going to be interesting to see how people treat his body of work you know uh, some bright some good things some bad things with how that offense eventually kind of manifested there in washington not a very good football team but not a very good quarterback either that's going to be interesting to watch um as far as like what his outlook is and you know whenever if he doesn't get a head coaching job i don't i don't think he's going to get a head coaching job i i don't believe that's going to happen for him i don't know the only thing that's changed between last year and this year is he's let, he's you know been the offensive leader of a 4 and 13 team now is it entirely fair to put the blame on Eric Bami? Absolutely not. In fact, I don't think he's the problem with what happened in Washington at all. But also, I don't know who's going to be making a leap to give him that opportunity based on what they saw in Washington either, if that makes sense. So it could be, you know, that, you know, a, a organization sees an opportunity for him to be their offensive coordinator somewhere, right? Maybe it is, you know, some people saw enough bright spots bright spots understanding the circumstances of Eric Bieniemy and what he was given uh so maybe he gets an offensive coordinator job somewhere yep or, or he has to you know go find some job in some capacity somewhere in an Andy Reid tree maybe it's a maybe it's a Buffalo Buffalo might be a team honestly that could use his services in some capacity mm-hmm. uh Doug Peterson in Jacksonville is my betting favorite I would say I think Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, I think that group needs somebody like Eric Bieniemy on that staff. I don't know if Press Taylor is going to be the offensive coordinator there for the long term or not, but Eric Bieniemy might be someone there. So um I don't I just don't know how I I think that's kind of my that my outlook, but I don't think he's gonna end up with a head coaching job. I don't know what if you think the same or not. I yeah, no, I'm with you. I tried to look up the report on my second kind of set up over here my second desktop and i couldn't find i looked up priority because that's what i thought the word was i vaguely remember a report on twitter highly sought after top candidate it was something like that priority for one of the open vacancies like if he does leave washington and again like you said it hasn't officially happened yet we're not like projecting that it's going to but it's only natural to expect if a new head coach comes in you want to potentially shake things up so I don't think it's going to be a head coaching job. I do think that there is a future for him as an OC in the NFL on a number of teams, and it might not have to take a step back in order for him to step back up and make a lateral move. So um, I don't know at this point from a head coaching standpoint 
going and doing your OC thing somewhere else and having success, maybe that's like the last breath and last hope for him to get a head coaching gig. It sucks, but um, I'm with you. I think there's not going to be a shortage of like, no one's going to turn Eric Bieniemy away at this point because he's interviewed so many times and been with so many um, different opportunities. So I don't think it's head coaching, but I do think someone somewhere is going to be like, oh, okay, he can bring a few different things over to our franchise. And maybe that is what springboards an opportunity for him to to get more attention and more heat again as as a head coaching candidate. If he goes yeah. somewhere a little bit more stable with a little bit more talent, you know, you, they can see his impact. You know, that that's not out of the realm of possibility either. I don't think it's going to be a head coaching cycle this year, but I do think there could be some good opportunities stemming from this. And him just separating from Andy could ultimately be a good thing for his outlook. Nick, Sack Nation CFO Johnston, this is the joke. You've posted in the game day channel. This is me the last two weeks, and we've won. What safeguards have you put in place to assure you post in the first five minutes of the game Saturday to assure the win? So here's the thing. When people tag me in the Discord, I do a lot better job of responding than when I don't. And that's kind of, it's like, I, it's not a habit for me as much as I would like it to. Yep. Uh, if you tag me in it, there's a good chance I I'm gonna at least see it, and now that we have a streak going, I've got to respond in the in the in the Discord. So, uh, I, I that's you know just tag me, and hopefully I hopefully I catch it, and respond, and we you know the Chiefs beat the Dolphins on Sunday. Can you schedule a Discord message? Like, can you log in right with like or Saturday morning or whatever? I don't think that's a thing, but that'd be right up your alley. Just schedule it for like seven oh. 709, I don't know when kickoff exactly is going to be. That gets a little tricky once you do that, though. People will be surprised by this. I do read what you know some of the things that happened in the KCSN Discord more than you realize, too. Jordy, you seem relatively active in there. I try to be, yeah. I think like I finally have the notifications set up on my phone and not my Apple Watch, where like every five seconds I'm looking at the watch or looking at the phone. Like I think I've finally got it fine-tuned. It took what two years or however long it did but i finally have it where if i see something it's exactly you know the timing i want the channel i want that i can hop in and, and look at some stuff it's also good for news because like if i'm not on twitter or if i'm out in the yard messing around in the summer and something happens discord will say you know right when someone else's account does on twitter it's all um one crazy community in the best of ways oh it's it's very enjoyable. It's awesome. They do some really wild, wacky stuff. Draft season is always <laughs> very fun there. Like, it's it's a good time. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more of your questions right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show 
by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you, everyone, hanging out here on 21 Questions. Really appreciate all of your support. Thank you for all the great questions as well. It always means a lot. This has been a lot of fun doing this over the last couple of years. Basically, since the inception of KC Sports Network, this is one of our first shows ever. Uh, and so, yeah, we really appreciate the questions. And Arrow asks, "What? which Jayhawk would you like to see on the Chiefs the most? This is fun because Jordy also has some, some Jayhawk preference as well. I would like to know from you, Jordy, which Jack you would like to see on the Chiefs the most. Is Big Dom going to be a guard in the NFL? I believe I, Dominic Pooney will be a guard, and he I think he's might be able to kick out to the right tackle position. I think I'm in the same boat, and like I like his run blocking profile more than his pass blocking profile at the next level. Um, I think he's going to be like good motor, hardworking, strong player, all that stuff that you're going to look for. But like I do have questions about his range and his length. I think he's a guard at the next level still. I think he's one of the more notable names from the K draft class. Like everyone was like, Oh, Devin Neal, like all these prospects long-term obviously coming back. KU got some fortunate breaks there. So I think big Dom, um, he is my top, like I'm keeping tabs on him for the NFL draft. Um, so one of the things I really try to do as an evaluator is, I'm probably too harsh on Kansas prospects because I watch too much or in just football relative to some of the other programs out there. It's a, you know, it's a team I cover. And so I try to not, I try to be even probably a little harsher on KU prospects than I am others because I mean, I have more just a high, I mean, like you, you're, you gotta be immersed in it to be able to talk about it the way we talk about it on the show and all that stuff. Um, Don Pooney got mocked in a recent mock draft by Bleacher Report as a first-round pick. Really? Yes. As the 32nd pick in the NFL draft. And, um, yeah, he's got some... He's got some... Brandon Thorne does some incredible offensive line evaluations, and he is a Mm -hmm. big fan of Dominic Pooney. And I'll tell you what. I think Dominic Pooney is a top 50 pick in the draft. Um as coming from somebody who tries to tamp down, you know, my, my viewpoint, because I, I don't like, I don't like homerism to sneak into draft evaluations. It drives me nuts. You know, just it, it's not healthy for anyone and it's not good for the discourse. And it's fun to watch the NFL side in the college football side kind of crash into each other during draft season. Right. Because I mean, yeah, it gets very contentious when, you know, the Tennessee, Tennessee doesn't like Tennessee fans don't like how you, what you said about Jalen Hyatt or whatever, you know, um, third round pick Jalen Hyatt, who wasn't a first round pick. Dominic Pooney, I think can be, can potentially play four positions at the NFL level. Um, I think he could be a right tackle. What he has done in his development is wildly impressive he starts as a guard along the interior for for Kansas. Um, starts immediately after transitioning from Division Two. They ask him to go, oh, just you know, go play left tackle this year, and does an outstanding job as a tackle at a All Big Twelve conference level. He was an All Big Twelve player. I think he is a plug and play NFL starter. 
most likely along the interior, which where I his length is a problem for him holding up as a tackle. He might be able to hold up at right tackle, but I think he's ultimately going to be a guy that can, kicks in along the interior. But he has enough versatility that he's probably going to be... I mean, he did a great job at left tackle this year. He was outstanding mm-hmm. yeah. at left tackle this year. And when I heard that, they, that KU was going to be doing that, I was like, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's the, the right move. It was the right move because he was... I literally, again, he was an all-Big 12 player at the left tackle position. So he's a very desirable prospect. That's why he's getting an invite to the to the Senior Bowl. Um, that's why he's getting a lot of love from from key, key evaluators that I really respect. Um yeah, he's for real. And it's Don Pooney. I've put him in the interior for the Chiefs and continue to thrive. Uh, but yeah, he's he's he is the real deal. People are going to be surprised how high it goes when it's all said and done, I think. KC from KC, would Demarcus Robinson have been the Chiefs wide receiver one this year? Why is the answer at yes? And should the Chiefs re-sign him? He would have been one of their best ones. I don't know if it's <laughs> top one, but it's probably top two. Like D-Rob, yeah. man. Obviously, different quarterbacks, but similar style of this guy can unleash any ball at any time with like Matt Stafford. Like D Rob has always been good at the the double post king. Like really, the crazy stuff he makes these insane plays, but he can't make the basic ones. Which sometimes is a Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. This year, they sometimes can't even make the crazy ones. Um, but D Rob would be it's Rice, and then. I think D. Robin earlier in the year, like Justin Watson was producing enough to where he'd say like there's a legit argument, but over the course of the year that he got hurt, kind of faded out. So um, I never thought that <laughs> that I'd be saying this, but yeah, D. Rob would be a top two wideout on the Chiefs this season. D. Rob would help, yeah, this year for yeah. sure. D. Rob would help this year for sure, and I don't know if they should resign him because he's on the wrong side of thirty. Heading into next year, so spatial awareness was better this year. I don't know what happened. Like he still had the the kind of head ass. Like he had a fumble a couple weeks ago. I was like, okay, D Rob, but for the most part, he was catching the ball and turning up fields. So I don't know if the Rams like noticed that and beat it out of them or or what happened. <laughs> uh, looking back to the beginning of the year, did you actually think that the Chiefs would have a top three defensive unit, and who has exceeded expectations on that side of the ball? I think you start with the secondary. I think they've exceeded expectations. Did I? Like yeah, I kind of like I didn't think beginning of the year that they would like before the season started. I didn't think Tucker Franklin was very high on them, if I remember correctly. Thought they were a top ten unit heading into the season, but you know the secondaries absolutely exceeded. Like Trent McDuffie and and Legarius Steen looked like absolute blue chips. It's kind of funny, you know, some of the stuff we saw out of Trent McDuffie in the preseason. There's like a little bit of concern that his length was going to show up again and be a problem, but it literally has not the entirety of the season. And so uh, good on the Chiefs and good on that Chiefs secondary because they've definitely been the big change agent, I think, for this team. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, I thought this defense was going to be right around 15th, and everyone was like, oh, my gosh, if the Chiefs have a top three offense and then an average defense, they're just going to destroy everybody. It turns out they have a top three to five defense and then the middling offense, you know, on a, on a decent day. So I did not think that it would be this good. I thought the best case for them was about 10th. And you could say, well, you know, eighth in points, 12th in DVOA, split the difference, all that stuff. Like this defense, just no matter what metric you look at this year, unless you're looking at like rush EPA per play, like if you really want to break it down, but across the board, it's a top five defense. And I did not think that was possible. And I think it is the secondary. You've got a little bit better of a George Karloftis season than I thought we were going to get. I just thought he was a lot closer to his ceiling as a rookie, which not trying to insult him, but you're getting that guy and he was just a very, 
you're going to get what you think you're going to get type of player. Um, but yeah, it's a secondary. It's Snead, it's McDuffie, it's Brian Cook being very passable, I guess you could say, when he was out there, the Mike Edwards signing, panning out, uh, Justin Reed, highs and lows overall, decent. So um, it was a big surprise that the defense was this good. And really this soon, it was from wire to wire, a really, really impressive unit. Uh, what does a realistic Chris Jones extension look like that the Chiefs would be happy with? So you ready for this? I don't know if there's yeah. one. I don't either. And it's just because they went through this whole thing this year. Chris Jones wanted his money now because he's going to be on the wrong side of the 30 for this next contract. The reason Chris Jones was so adamant about getting paid now is because he knew it was going to be more difficult for him to get paid the longer and older he gets. I don't think that there is a long-term extension that Chris Jones will be happy with, that the Chiefs will be happy with out there. I don't think there's a middle ground, and I think Chris Jones will not be a Chief next year. I don't know if that means a trade. I don't know if that means letting him walk, but I don't expect him to be back. He didn't want the two for 54 and a half or whatever they offered him, and you've got these projections like Spielberg or PFF, still four for 120. I was like, okay, that's a lot. Then Spot Track was giving him, I think, three for around 85 it was like 28 point whatever million per year i think he is worth like a the same thing i thought last year a three for 75 you give him 25 million a year like buddy you're not aaron donald you had an aaron donald year turns out that was the case he's still been really good this year but not that tip top um clear cut the best defensive tackle in the nfl and then you factor in the chiefs and the question is for the chiefs i don't know if even at the money they were offering last year, mm-hmm. I don't think they're happy with that this year, if that makes sense. After everything yep. that's transpired, I just don't think that they are. They could be content with it, and they could have Chris Jones for two more years at a, a premium market rate, but I don't think anyone's thrilled with that on either side. No. And I don't think the offer that they gave last year is going to be on the table. Nope. At all. Nope. And there's a reason that they didn't give him his incentives and made him earn it. Mm-hmm. Money asks... Muddyish asks if you have a favorite snow game. And I don't know if that means a game you play outside in the snow or your favorite sporting event snow game. I don't know which one it means. I'm going to leave that up to you. I don't think I have either. And I didn't see that one. Like I had wrote down some of the questions that jumped out at me and I think I glossed over it. So it's kind of catching me off guard. Um, this is great. I, I like sledding when I'm outside. <laughs> like obviously I probably haven't done that in like six years. Like I think when it must have been, no, I was 17. So it was seven years ago. Um, we went out and like sledded a few times during so the winter. Young. Um, yeah, so young, turned twenty five in a couple weeks. I'm at like I feel like it's a midlife crisis, even though hopefully it's it's obviously not that. But uh, I think sledding, like a good old fashioned snowball fight. When I have kids, I think building a snowman is going to be super fun. But I don't really have too much beyond that. I'll go with Mahomes snow game. <laughs> but, uh, those are good too. Those are pretty well, pretty decent. I think I'm a snow game guy. Uh, Chief Golden Co. asks, do you, we think that Patrick Mahomes needs to have an over-my-dead-body game to beat the Miami Dolphins this weekend? So that stretch of like, was it the Raiders, then Green Bay, then Buffalo, then New England? And in like three of those games, he was playing really well, and sometimes it didn't really matter unless they were absolute back-breaking mistakes. Like he... Like Maddie said, throwing with his chest and just saying, F it, I'm going to chuck this ball to this guy and it's going to be there on time. They're going to be there on time. He has to have something like that. I, I don't know if he can have a 
throwing to Marcus Kemp in the AFC championship game because Juju is hurt. Like, I just don't know if that's physically possible with the personnel that he has. And then you factor in the tackle situation, you factor in kind of an inconsistent run game sometimes. Like, this version this year of, like, the Patriots game, maybe, then you hope for not a ball that's tipped up in the air by your own receiver that gets picked off. I don't think he has to have an over my dead body game to win against the Miami Dolphins. Um, I don't think that that's the threshold. It does, you know, um, I think they can win without that kind of performance. I think the Dolphins are beat up. I think there's, you know, some notable struggles there with this team. But here's the thing. I think you're getting one because it's the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And if you remember before the high ankle sprain against the Jaguars, how locked in Mahomes was in that game, it was unbelievable. He looked incredible. And he still carried a lot of that throughout that entire playoff. You know, even though he was playing on a high ankle sprain, he still played really, really good football basically on one leg. So I don't think they need one to win this game, but I think they're getting one, and I think they're getting one as long as the Chiefs are hanging around. It is not going to be because Mahomes plays poorly that the Chiefs miss, you know, the, the Chiefs' season ends. Sure. Uh, and there is another question to kind of follow up about, about that, and it's a kind of about the NFL playoffs. Since DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. You can bet Chiefs props right now and then winning the Super Bowl. You can bet you know some of the overrunners on the games incoming here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com. Slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You like that? Nice Anyways, that was good. That was good. You're welcome. Uh, Kyle C. asked for an honest playoff prediction. Take the Chiefs' glasses off and give it to us straight. And see, I think this ties in a little bit to what I just said. Jordan, I'll let you go first because I just talked way too much. I think they're going to win on Saturday. I don't know what the final score is going to be. I don't know what the stipulations are going to be, but I think they're going to win. Just like you said, the Dolphins are too banged up. Every stat that comes out, every tweet that comes out, makes them look worse. Like, oh, they're this and this against this team. Or, oh, when the weather is this, that, and the other. Like, logically speaking, the Chiefs are just a better team right now. And even if they're not, the Dolphins aren't going to be playing at their apex. So I think they win. But I got to admit, man, if they go to Buffalo... I think it's just the fitting end to the season. Like, just no bias, no nothing. They make a couple mistakes. It costs them. Josh Allen plays a good game. I don't want to say the Bills wreck them because I just don't think that's really an outcome in this scenario. But I think they end up losing in the divisional round, and that, like, serves as the wake-up call. The, okay, this really wasn't enough. We need to do X, Y, and Z. And that can happen in the Super Bowl. It can happen in the AFC Championship. But um, I just think I have a weird feeling that this is going to be the one where people say, oh, the Chiefs are just one of those normal teams, and then they bounce back next year, and they're not one of those normal teams. 
I don't think I'm going to at any point go through this playoff and predict the Chiefs to lose. And it's hard to. And it sounds like it's Chiefs glasses, but if you've been listening to me and you've been listening to the lab for the longest time, I think you probably have a pretty good idea that I'm not a, a big homer. I you know I it is hard to it is hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. And I don't know why anyone would, especially considering that the Chiefs have an elite defense. I just have a hard time not trusting the sample size of, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes' entire career as the starter of the Chiefs, where you know nothing less than an AFC championship game in Arrowhead. Now, the Chiefs, the the ability for the Chiefs to host the AFC championship game is out of their hands in a lot more tangible way than it's ever been because of the three seed because they're going to have to potentially travel twice they made their bed with some really rough stretches of football um but i think you could you know there's two things you could argue that this team was very close to winning some of these some of these games in fact they were they Mm -hmm. all won score games except for one which was the broncos game that was closer than the score indicated um this defense is outstanding Steve Spagnuolo in January is outstanding. I said you don't need an over-my-dead-body game against the Dolphins to win. I believe that. I believe you are getting over-my-dead-body games for the duration of the playoffs. though. And so I have a hard time believing that the Chiefs will lose with this defense and with over-my-dead-body Patrick LeVon Mahomes, who is the most experienced player in, in this playoffs who is proven that he will go to insane lengths to help his team and push his team across the finish line. Uh, good luck. Good luck trying to try, trying to eliminate that team. So I, I, I think, you know, this week will tell us a lot about this team. Casey from Casey asks, have you ever had a Cookie Society cookie, Jordy? I haven't. And I've mm. thought about getting a subscription or like the sampler or whatever several times and I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. They're so good. Uh every flavor I've had ever has been incredible. So if you haven't had one yet, oh, run, don't walk. Yeah, don't mind me. I'm just gonna open up a uh yeah. another tab here. He's on his way ordering some cookies right now, as he should. Yeah. Um Buzz Jackson, do you think that Bears should draft their top quarterback or acquire assets trading down and drafting a guy later? I like Justin Fields. I think that there is a path to Justin Fields staying in Chicago and being successful and being really good. I also think they can afford, quote-unquote, to whiff on a quarterback. They cannot afford, quote-unquote, to keep Justin Fields and have it not work out and watch one of the quarterbacks they could have taken turn out to be really good. So I think if you think highly enough of Caleb or Drake, you take that guy, you move on from Fields, and it's going to hurt because Fields could very well go on somewhere and be really fun and really good. But the downside of that, one hand, you're like, oh, the Bears whiffed on a quarterback. Like, what's new? But if you keep Fields and it doesn't work out and that added element of you missed on a generational slash really, really good or whatever quarterback, then you're really kicking yourself. So I think you have to bite the bullet and take your guy. Think you trade Justin Fields 
that's where I'm leaning right now. You trade him, you probably get a second round pick out of him from the yeah. Falcons. Yeah. And you draft your quarterback and you spend a bajillion dollars this offseason. You know, you sign Chris Jones. I was about to say you, that. Yeah. You know, you try to fortify, continue to fortify up front. You're in the trenches, both sides of the ball. Add a pass catcher in free agency, retain Donald Mooney, all that good stuff. Build an infrastructure for your quarterback and let Drake May thrive. Uh, it is Drake May for me right now, by the way. Me I don't too. Know if that's breaking I agree. news, but yep. I think I think come April, it's not going to look as crazy to say. And I don't think it's crazy right now to say Drake May over Caleb because I think Caleb has some very fatal flaws that are kind of concerning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Lee87 uh, asks, uh, beside yourself, who has the best transition game at Case said <laughs> It's Briscoe cutting off Seth. Yeah. It's not even close. Uh, Jordan, you get asked, uh, who do you think have the best transitions at KCSN and what's your favorite, Jordy? I can't say what my favorite one is, but (laughs) (laughs) I think it's you. Um, I'm not going to reference the one that is my favorite, but yeah, Briscoe cutting off Seth is great. And like every time I feel like I can, like, I can sense it about to happen, but then he asks something else and like interjects real quick. Like the timing is a... It's not an exact science. It's a free-flowing, living yeah. thing. But he just handles it perfectly every single time. Uh, Mike Denny, what is the best revenge storyline in the wildcard round this year? There seems to be a lot to choose from. So, I I have one. Do you have one? Yeah. Okay, let's let you go. First. Yeah, I do. I do. Is it Stafford? I think it's Goff against the Rams. Like, it, it involves Stafford. But, like, I think Stafford likes the Lions. The Lions like Stafford. It's Goff. Like... Sean McVay openly being like, this guy stinks. I'm moving on to someone who can do the stuff I want to do and process quicker. Like, he didn't belittle Jared Goff by anything he said, but it was the things they did. And then afterwards, the stories that were told, you're like, the writing was on the wall. It was going to happen. So I can totally see a scenario where the Rams come into Detroit and Jared Goff just whips up like, 325 and three touchdowns on him or something against an inexperienced NPC defense and secondary. And then he gets the revenge. Like the Tyree kill and Chiefs thing is cool, I guess. And, but like they've already played him. And if the Dolphins won, that would be a wild revenge thing. And he'd talk his talk. But I think it's Jared Goff. I, I think it'd be fun to have the, I, I go back and forth to this because I don't know if I really want the Texans to thrive either. Um, but the Texans making the playoffs before Deshaun Watson or winning a playoff game with, you know, over wow. you know, over the Browns. I didn't even think about that because Flacco's been going. Yeah, with Deshaun Watson's cap hit and all that stuff, I mm-hmm. think would be kind of interesting winning with, you know, some of their draft capital and stuff too. So I think I like what there are so many great starting Tyreek coming back. You know, I don't really care about that I, at all. Yeah. Uh, I know some people are really beat up about that or excited about that. Lee 87, are there any more moves, developments, and player or player improvements that you think realistically pot is possible to make the Royals into an AL Central contender trophy? With the moves they've made, my gut feeling was they jumped about 15 wins. And then I went through and went on fan graphs and like did the wins above replacement calculations and did projections, did my own. I was like, I came out to 14 games. So if you think and they're Pythagorean win loss was 64 last year. So if you jump from that, they're at 78. They lost or they won 56 games. In reality, that puts you at 70. I think they were probably about a 60 win team 
that gets you to 74 and what 88 that's nowhere near enough like i think the central takes 84 to 87 wins this year barring a blockbuster that probably involves like nick prado michael garcia and the entire farm system that already isn't great for a really good player then you're really trading for one guy so i just don't think it's possible it's not to slight the stuff they've done but this year is going to set up whatever happens if they're competitive in 25 pitching just upticks got a pitch like across the board like it's just got a beating projections in it with your arms i think for everybody oh your co-host joe penfield asks which previously maligned receiver makes the big splash play in a playoff game it's mvs the answer is mark he is going to have so many opportunities i think being on the field that they might be able to give him a shot down the field and make a play so it is going to be marquez valdez scantling if it is anybody B. Higgs uh, asks, would you rather sit in the top row of Arrowhead for Saturday's game or a September game when it's 100 degrees and sunny? This is an incredible question. Uh, I think it's cold. It's got to be cold, right? I'm not sweating. I hate sweating, and like that's part of it, but I think you can obviously only heat up so much. I'm taking the cold, dude. I'm toughing it out. I'm risking frostbite. I'm bringing the hot hands in. Like, I'm just going to go with the cold. I think I'm going hot. No way. No way. You'd be miserable all all afternoon, all evening. There's, I mean, you would be when it's cold too, but still. There's a lot of misery involved on both sides. Yeah. Um I Bring your Patron in a water bottle. Like you can warm yourself up. You can't escape that heat, especially when it's sunny, depending on where you're sitting. You are absolutely you know what it, it you're is. done. I so I've been in very hot games at Arrowhead and I've been at very cold games at Arrowhead and I feel I don't know. Maybe I've never like, been to a hot game. I've only been to cold ones and got, I I was uncomfortable, but I was okay. You gotta it's layers, it's yeah, it's cardboard on the it's cardboard on your feet. Yep. Um, it's yeah okay. I'll go cold. I'll go. I'll go Saturday at Arrowhead. Huh. I, I'm switching. Okay. I'm switching. Okay. I'm switching. They're both bad. Don't get me wrong. You could yeah. You can probably do enough to help manage your manage your issues. Yeah, I'm switching. It's it's hot, or it's uh, it's it's cold. I mean, you know what I meant. Uh, Lee eighty seven. What element of the Shrine Bowl? I, I think you meant Shrine Bowl because we go to the Shrine Bowl. Are you most looking forward to? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we go to the Shrine Bowl every year. Eric Galgo is putting out a fantastic product. They do a really good job taking care of the kids that are there, but they also do a really good job of taking care of the media. Candidly, the media situation at the Shrine is best in class. Other bowl games that you can go to, it is a cattle pen. Literally, they rope all the players in. They have them eating lunch at tables in the middle, and then you just grab them and try to interview them and you have them for there's an hour for each team so there's really like two good hours of media availability and then you might be able to schedule a telephone call and record the telephone call with them like yeah at the at the shrine we've been treated incredibly well we get sit downs with dozens of players that's why we've had really cool interviews with brock purdy isaiah pacheco uh bj thompson keandre coburn you know we've been able to do all that kind of stuff so um, but honestly, my favorite thing is I love getting to sit down and hang out with my friends. So getting to hang out with Beach and, and Craig and Maddie and Tucker, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. We have a great time. So that's, that's what I'm most excited about. Keith McLean, our guy, 
Um, does the offense finally figure it out, quote in quotations, on Saturday, showing us something a little closer to what we've come to expect from the Chiefs? I don't think they necessarily figure it out, but I think they potentially make one fewer critical mistake and you mix in the very slim chance that there's just that one set of plays, like a couple throughout the game that Andy Reid can mix in and they quote unquote peeled everything back or dumbed it down or whatever the report was, that one wrinkle could give them a flawless drive or near flawless that ends in a touchdown. And if you have that on top of making one fewer mistake, that gives you the 27 points or whatever and against the Dolphins in a playoff game in the cold. I think there could be an argument like the following day, the Chiefs are back, they fixed it. So I think if it's possible they improve, not quite willing to say that they're going to quote-unquote figure it out just yet. I think there's going to be a level of competency and a level of realism. So... What I mean by that is you are going to see more competency on offense and there will be a lot more realistic expectation of the players on the field, which means snap, you know, like some of the stuff we talked about, it's snap count for specific players, usage for specific players. There are going to be, you know, like I think those things will help lead to competency. Um, It's going to be a harsh truth. I think, you know, you may not see some players that you, have seen in the regular season because it's done trying to give him a shot. Um, Maddie asked, would you rather live on a submarine for the next three months or the International Space Station? I think the Space Station. I don't really know, admittedly, too much about either one, but I think that would be infinitely more fun than a, a freaking submarine. The only thing I'd be worried about is, like, if you're in space for three months, like, how does your how does that affect your body? Like, wouldn't it kind of like make it difficult? Like your your transitional out of three months at the space yeah. station. Like, isn't there some restriction on how long people can be in the space station? Like, you I know, think like, so. I don't know what that threshold is, but I'd take the risk. It'd be s- worth it. Space would be sick. Yeah, space would just be sick. Let's just be honest. And last one, Keith asks: Does Rasheed Rice start seeing double teams by opposing defenses, or does this have a serious impact on his numbers? It's harder to double someone who's like getting those like smoke screen. Like it's just, it's harder to double someone who's average depth of target so low, who's not advancing down the field as much, running the intermediate stuff as much. So I'm going to say no, just because he's not there yet in terms of his role. Now, this could be a 2024 actual next season conversation. And I think Travis Kelsey is still just good enough to where a team doesn't want to always dare to not double him, then you have less bodies to put on someone else. So um, I think, no, it's not really an indictment on Rice as a player, just being real about where he is. And he almost had a thousand yards doing it. So he's still pretty damn effective either way. Rashi Rice is awesome for what he is. Teams aren't probably going to honor him with a double team because of the way he plays and what they use the, him for. Um, maybe they're more intentional about trying to take away some of the easy completions for him, though. I could see mm-hmm. a team trying to do that, and that's where it's going to be interesting. That's where the vertical stretch game comes in. A lot of things going to start having to come together here pretty quickly for the Chiefs, because if they don't, they're going home. But I don't think it's Rasheed Rice getting doubled. Travis Kelsey is still going to get doubled. It's still going to run through Travis Kelsey. And some other players outside of Rasheed Rice are still going to have to step up. That is going to do it for 21 questions. Thank you all so much for your wonderful questions. Thank you to Jordy Foote for jumping on with me. That Kent Swanson. We'll catch you later. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.